Gray Fox. Kept you waiting, huh? Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast where a bunch of friends jump on podcasts every fortnight to talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and that sweet, sweet fandom in between. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever good podcast services are found. Join me on the pod this week. I'm going to pass it over to the Souls Man, who is wearing a very nice... I don't know what to describe it as, Mikey. Is it just a blanket? Is it like a neckerchief? Just a, a blanket, my friend. Just a blanket around the shoulders. A man who is cooler than the other side of the pillow. <laughs> Michael Garden-Edwards. You, you, you I'm find good, that? man. I'm good. I um, enjoyed listening to the show last week and thought I would, I would, I would join in this, this, this time. So here I am. Man, it's good. It's all the better to have you with my friend. Uh, all the better to produce with my friend is our EIC, our our man in the chair, our editor in chief, and everything in between. Jonathan Moles. How you doing, buddy? I was going to start singing because there's a thing we do in our friends group, and I'm sure everyone's friends group has this, where you take a popular song and you replace one word with the name of said friend, and it starts out kind of clever, like, ho, 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 it's magic, John Moe's. And then as we start drinking, it starts becoming Moe's, 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 <laughs> to the point where it's just Moe's, <laughs> Moe's. <laughs> anyway panic stations uh, when it starts screaming yeah <laughs> anyway uh let's pass it on to our trophy man the only person with the ounce of legitimacy to actually be on this podcast our trophy hunter alex hemming good day that's very cruel to you lot i'm i'm very much happy to be here thank you now, we're doing that thing that British, you notice British comedy people do it on American shows. Oh, I put myself down to measure you up. Oh, oh, oh I'm James Corden. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Anyway, do not, gentlemen. Do not compare yourself to James Corden. Let's not go down there. <laughs> I love the fact that every time he is just, he does anything now, every story of him being an arsehole appears on social media and more and more come out. If anyone ever becomes that entitled, if look, for every story you read, there's probably about 20 that aren't true. So let's even throw it through that prism. So let's assume like 80% of the stuff you read about him is not true. Even if that is the case, if anyone is as entitled as that guy, then you need to have a word of yourself. There you go. Agreed. Adam Serious word of the day. <laughs> Uh, gentlemen, it has been a while since we have all been together, but I am hot damn ready to talk about video games. But before we do, I'd love to hear what have you been playing, what have you been watching or reading if you're cultured like that, a.k.a. Adam gets to talk about Batman comics for 30 seconds. Michael Cardenegger has just had a big chug on Miller time, which suggests he's down to clown, he's ready to party. Michael Cardenegger's I've gone back off. in time. Back in time. The uh, The Nintendo... The Nintendo Direct happened. I'm sure we're going to talk about it later on in the show. But as part of it, they uh, decided to stick on a load of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. And um, Tetris, man. I told you a couple of weeks ago that I couldn't play Tetris Tetris Effect because it made me feel sick. Well, this one doesn't make me feel sick. It reminds me of when I was a small child. And that that theme song is stuck in my head 
and it will never go away. And I've just been playing. Is it like that scene in Ratatouille where Peter O'Toole's yeah. critic samples the food and then he's just transported back <laughs> and he writes an elegant piece about, and I'll always remember this because it's just incredible, incredible piece of script writing. The job of the critic is to not belittle the owner, but it's the elevator status of something that was once there. And it's always in the defense of the new. And I always think about that whenever I, whenever I review a film or a podcast or anything like that. You're in the defence of those beautiful blocks that just collide into each other and just uh, take us those memory berries, my friend. How long did you play it for? How far um, did you well, go? Well, I sent a, a, a screenshot of or a video, a, a photo of my progress today as my highest score I've got since I started playing it again. Um, and yeah, I was quite happy with it. Um, I'm not very good at Tetris, I have to stress. I got a bit stressed out at the end of it. But um, other than that, I have also been back in time. Um, I have been playing Breath of the Wild again. Uh, the the hype <sighs> from the direct of Tears of the Kingdom uh, led me to have an itch that I just could not scratch. And I sat there for an evening and I thought to myself, I really want to play Zelda again. I don't, however, ever want to touch Master Mode because Master Mode sucks. I can deal with spongy enemies. I can deal with it. I can deal with enemies that hit you like a truck. I can deal with that. I can deal with additional enemies that hang around on floating platforms. I can deal with all that stuff. What I cannot deal with is health regeneration from enemies if you leave them alone for five seconds. Right? We, 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 we veer into bullshit territory when that starts to happen. And I just found it to be a yeah, chore. But I, then I thought to myself... Ah, I can't really be asked to do the plateau again and not have the glider and have to do a bunch of shrines without the glider uh, before I can before I can get get the glider. And so I ummed and ahed about it, and then I had a brainwave and thought to myself, "Wait a second, I'm sure about three or four years ago I'd started a new game, having done the plateau, and then stopped." And would you Christmas uh. Eve it, I loaded up this profile, or like another Switch profile I've got, press load game, and I had just finished the plateau. And I was literally standing next to the dude that gives me the glider. And I was like, well, thank yeah. you very much. That's 40 minutes I don't have to do. And then literally, man, I've been since then I've been in. Um, the only, and this is where I'm a little bit fearful about Tears of the Kingdom. Hey, look, first of all, hot take, it's going to win game of the year. But that aside, um, I'm, you know, when a DLC comes out for a game and they introduce a new game mechanic, which basically changes the way you play that game. Now, whether that's like in uh, uh, Dying Light, we'll introduce the grappling hook. Assassin's Creed, we'll introduce a grappling hook. I feel like there's going to be a grappling hook theme when we talk about Destiny a little bit later on as well. But in the DLCs for, um, uh, for Breath of the Wild, they introduce a fucking dope motorcycle. And that's my mode of transport, baby. I love it. And I, I adore it so much. And the idea of, I'm sure they're going to figure out some interesting narrative reason why all your shit's gone, you've got to fucking win it back. But I don't think I could play Breath of the Wild without all my abilities and my cool motorcycle that I have to keep feeding it stuff. And that's that's the only thing for me. Did you find that being 
back in the world of Breath of the Wild, but not having all your cool shit again. No, frustrating. Not, not, or was it just a, not like an in old any glove? way stretched? Like not not at all, to be honest. Um, I also, I mean, I did the motorbike stuff. I pretty much I completed that DLC immediately when it came out. I, I enjoyed the motorbike. I it was fine, uh, but by that point, I'd completed the game. And so I didn't really use it properly. Do you know what I mean? It was just as a as a tool to mess around with. Um, very quickly, I was just back in the world of oh, I've got one stamina wheel and three hearts, and it was like, ah, don't have Regali's Gale or whatever it is called. I can't get anywhere. But uh, but the 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 world and the the systems and the feel is so damned glorious that. It really doesn't matter that I only had sticks to beat enemies with and not my delightful electric swords. Of, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. The game is so good that I, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Um, and the thing is, I will, obviously we'll get onto it, but I think it looks like this Tears of the Kingdom is going to be Zelda nuts and bolts to a degree where it's many different contraptions being fed orbs of some kind and it's all f- weird so we'll see how it goes um but i am i'm beyond hyped i'm hoping that i can literally complete the game zelda one again and within a, a day go direct go directly Walking into to, number two yeah, and yeah. feel like i'm just continuing the glory basically because i i had one thing i had forgotten I'd forgotten all about the flurry rush stuff. Like, you know, when you dodge an attack and then just rapidly smash Y. And the yeah, issue with yeah, that yeah. is, is that it's a Nintendo controller. So what in the fuck is Y? Yeah. I don't know what Y is. Couldn't tell you, bruv. Square? It, it's right, square. Why can't we yeah. all just use a triangle, square, X and circle, right? A, B, <laughs> yeah. X and Y. I'm so used to a Nintendo controller. I don't know Tell why. me why it should only be for 90s boy bands, is, not controllers. Is... The Microsoft is the Xbox controller. Is it the same? No. I mean, I played fucking Xbox great. religiously for a decade. I can't. Fucking I literally tell you don't have a clue. No, the Xbox controller, the X and the Y are swapped. Brilliant. So it's a, the. It's just to make it even more confusing. Cool, cool story, Microsoft. Honestly, mate, I don't. I, <laughs> like, unless uh, I usually with the with Nintendo games, I need them to have four. Uh, four icons. Give right? me the, the picture, picture. <laughs> and black out the I ones I don't press. I the one press. I'm pressing, and then I'm with you. But when exactly. it was like mash Y, I was like, I just sit there. I had to turn the light on and and what? pause the game and go, which one is Y? <laughs> like, put my fucking Jeremy Clarkson or the Homer Simpson spectacles on. You know, where he's like. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a nice accessories triangle. You idiot. I think we said it before, but Sony just nailed it with the controller. It's just perfect, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's iconic. Sorry. Anyway, Michael, what have you been watching? Um, watching I have. Anything uh, speaking of, of that worth? complete and utter cretin, Jeremy Clarkson, I've been watching Clarkson's Farm. Um, the man himself is is a is a is is a is a is, is, a, a, toilet. is a toilet of a man. But the show is phenomenal. Absolutely incredible television. I'd put it off because of him, to be frank. And um, yeah, I've been called to see you next Tuesday. Have you really? Him. Yes, I was working at an event in Oxfordshire for a company called The Business of Fashion. They run an event called Voices, and he is a member of that club. It's part of the, the, the I can't remember the actual uh, name of the club now, but basically there's like a London membership that own this farm in Oxfordshire, uh, the Soho Office Club, I think is what it's called, and uh, known that members were allowed in 
because we had it for a private event and I was working on transport and he turned up and I was like, I'm sorry, sir, you just have to wait for a moment because I need to see if they're actually going to like open up a little bar for you to like go hang out in. And he's like, I want to go drink over there, though. And I was like, I'm sorry, no, fuck off, you cunt. And then walked past me and I was like, well, Jeremy Clarkson just called me a cunt. <laughs> And the feelings of you. Have fun. Have fun yeah, editing yeah, exactly. that out, Miles. Um, <laughs> no, I would say, like, the, 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 the show is, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's an incredible, incredible television show. Um, the other thing that I watched, and I wish I hadn't, was, uh, <laughs> this is mainly because the wife was, was watching it, and I did that thing where I was like, well, I'll sit on the sofa and play Breath of the Wild and passively watch it with you. How, how's that? And it was uh, you, the new season of you. And let me tell you yeah, that it's it's set. How far are you in? I, I, we've watched all five of six of the episodes. All of it. Yeah. Uh, have you watched the moles? They should, they should, they should call it Poirot Jr. It's, um, it's set in the UK. And it's, um, I, I, so in the first episode, or the, maybe the first or second, I think it might be the first episode, there's a, there's a student who actually used the word pants. Yeah, as in it's pants in a sentence. And I was just like, no one's used the phrase. Huh, the 90s I, called. They want no their phrase back. No one's used pants since I was a kid. Like that. Someone's re read about what the UK is like, but they don't ever actually go into the UK. And then after that, about 20 minutes later, some guy used the phrase hand shandy. And I was just like, again, <laughs> I feel like. What's, what's a hand shandy? Is that meant to be a euphemism for something? There you go. Wank. And I was like. Oh, I see. No one's used that phrase since I was even younger. Like, what the hell is going on? And the entire thing is just filled of people that absolutely have an idea about what England is like, having never been there before in their lives. And it's just... Tell me you've never been to Britain without telling it's me just you've never really been to Britain. Weird. I, I summed kind of it up thing. by saying it's someone who has written what Britain is, but not the Harry Potter Hogwarts world. <laughs> Pretty much that, oh, yeah. I see. This is every, everything but that. Right, fair enough. Well, thank you, Mr. Carden Edwards. Uh, we're going to get to the casting challenge afterwards, but first of all, I want to hear, Molsey, what have you been playing or watching, my friend? So also, been watching you. Uh, very different. See where this one goes. It's very much a murder mystery. It's not like the previous seasons. It's I, I, It's better than the last season, right? There's a who done it. It's got more drama. There's a who done it, which which does it's make it better pace. than the last yeah. one automatically. Yeah. Well, this is May what I, I said. just it's, ask. It's Poirot what is you? It's Poirot Junior. So it's like no, a no, mystery. I've it's, never heard of this. This season is very much. So I've season. I've never heard of the third season. Really? Holly, my wife, watched the first season and basically told me it's kind of like Dexter, but not. And I was like, oh. You've sold me until you said not. You're throwing <laughs> me bother. in all sorts of directions with these different descriptions. Is that of the a fair show. description? Like, is that a fair like, description of it? Uh, one more trousers and less good television. I don't know if that makes sense. Basically, the dude uh, is. Right. He's not like got a dark passenger or anything like that. He's just a bit of a nut job and he gets obsessed over women and like is horribly obsessed with them and then eventually ends up killing them. Um, but it's done in a kind of... it's There's so much self-narration going on from the main character that it's completely farcical. You know what I mean? And his gimmick, like, you know how Superman 
has right. like he just puts a pair of glasses on and all of a sudden it's like huh who's that's just clark kent you know he, he where, where's superman gone this guy's gimmick is because he, 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 he has the uncanny ability to stalk anyone right by just putting on a baseball cap he renders himself completely invisible to the naked eye and he will literally be standing yeah, he'll be standing outside someone's window. Like an Assassin's window, Creed when you start walking. But as long as walking. he's got his baseball cap on, they'll just be happily frolic around, frolicking around naked, unaware of this looming shadow with his baseball cap on. And it's just, it's 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 written by children for idiots. Is what I, is how I would kind of describe it. To be honest with you, like it's it's trash tv of the lowest caliber. Is my Put that on the and, that, and I feel like with this latest season, they've tried to make it into something. Because I think they saw, because the first and second seasons got quite a lot of hype. And the third season was just like, I mean, I watched the first two episodes and I was just like, no, this is, this is shit. Um, so they've gone in a wildly different direction where he's kind of faked his own death and all that kind of stuff. But it don't worry, you see, because not only does he have his trusty baseball cap, he's now grown a beard. No. Oh well, no does idea, that mean that he's the evil twin? <laughs> no, so Moles, Moles, you you enjoying it? You are not enjoying it? What else is what else going on in my hole? Uh, it's all right. It's all right. It's better than the last season. Uh, better than the last season. But I do feel that it, it because it is an American show that <laughs> they have set it in Britain and have tried to be more intelligent. You know, we set it in Britain. We'll give those Brits the. Uh, we'll make them all kind of posh, and we'll give them a bit more intelligence. But it's still lacking. There we go. I- I'd rather watch Poirot. They all all, right. all of the British people have American personalities. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, I've also been watching Clarkson's Farm. Love him or like or not. Whatever. It's just a great show. Um, and yet, I haven't really been playing much. I'm afraid I haven't had much time, but you know we've got some sweet games coming out soon. So, oh, getting back on just... that, uh, going to be getting back on the Destiny gravy train, aren't we? So there we go. Oh my days, aren't we? So from a man who doesn't play many video games in the last couple of weeks, so someone who's probably had about seven platinums since we last spoke, Hemming, <laughs> can you please just just tell us how many trophies has Wench? served since he was on last ipod well in terms of <laughs> platinums it's not quite seven i'm sorry to disappoint it's only three this time Fuck it's me. only th- but it will be four because one of them is going to be an auto pop which i know mr moles loves so very very much that should be a cheat because that should be allowed should it <laughs> no it should be yeah, hold on ahead. before we continue good they don't count and also your tony hawks <laughs> thing that you were doing I'm, I don't doesn't mean, count yeah I want a recount of all <laughs> where, where there's no been no intervention from like automated <sighs> things. This is the in fairness, this is only the second one where I've used it. So to uh, to move on to Moles's point there, I did platinum Tony Hawk Pro Skater, uh, and I had gotten every other trophy in the game, and some of those trophies are stupid. There's one for doing um, these set combos which you can't have any of the cheats on, so you've got to do like a certain combo over a certain set of objects in a very, very specific way that's very annoying. I managed to get that. And then there's one trophy left, which is reach level 100, because they decided that in this game there was going to be multiplayer, because it's a new game. It needs multiplayer. It needs online. Except for the fact that the online only has like three modes, and 
gets a bit dull quite quickly and the load screens and the load times are horrendous. So you're stuck after I had done everything else in the game. I'd even completed all the levels with like three different characters because you get XP for doing that. I was still only on level 70. So what did I do? I had a look on PSN profiles to see if there was something that I could do. And uh, somebody pointed me to using a macro where I could go to PlayStation Remote Play app, get that to play Tony Hawk, then get a macro to play Tony Hawk for me. Which was amazing. I just got it to do like a set number of tricks. It feels to get like a, high a slippery score. slope now, doesn't it? Though it feels that eventually you could basically say, "Play <laughs> this game for me in five hours. I'll come back and there's a platinum." I don't. Know. I mean, there's already games. There's literally like jumping taco and all that bollock. Yeah, you I suppose can get it's that anyway. Pretty, yeah. This was just a little bit of help to get me over that hump to level hundred. Yeah, to it put it into like context, that, bam, steroids. It's true. It's so true. To put it into context, I had to leave that macro running to do like a set loop of tricks to get a high score and then reset for 14 hours. Now, Cryptocurrency I, is more effective. Yeah, I, I am not... It's going, more efficient energy use. And that was like optimal getting XP. Imagine doing that playing the online. I would have been there for like 40 hours grinding that bollocks. Insane, insane. <sighs> but we got it. Um, the other one, the main one that I was playing recently was Sonic Frontiers. And... I hate to break it to everybody who's a Sonic fan who's listening to this, but, uh, well, you've probably already played it. It's it's very disappointing. It's <laughs> dull. Uh, it's like playing Breath of the Wild if Breath of the Wild was shit and had grind rails <laughs> everywhere for some for some reason. It, it's you you, t- you 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 start the game it's a Aww. sonic game and you start with green hill zone as a tutorial and you're like oh it's green hill zone oh the music and all the rings and stuff i heard the music's like dope as well yeah, like it's it does great. like it's... lovely progression yeah yeah and then you come out of that and you're in a rainy empty world with some tinkly little piano and nothing there's some rings. Oh. There's a floating loop the loop for no apparent reason in front of you that is never explained. You've got to applaud the ambition, though. The oh, ambition of you? what? <laughs> no! I applaud they saw, nothing! They saw, they saw Breath of the Wild clones and went, me too! They did, and they should <laughs> not. There's just like, literally nothing to do. No, well, well, there's loads to do if you like collecting little hearts that float in the air after doing a loop the loop for 15 seconds. It's... There's... <sighs> It's it disappointing. Doesn't really work, does it? it doesn't. Platformer games are traditionally side scrollers. Let's stick with those ones. It's a start, there's an end, it's a bunch of shit you've got to get past in the middle. Yeah. All right. Now there's another level. Same concept, different shit. Mario Odyssey mixes all of this beautifully. Why can't other people? This is the thing, right? And in Sonic Frontiers, it has these levels called like cyber levels, which are you, you go into a blast from the past level and you play an old remade version of like Green Hill Zone or uh, Labyrinth Zone, I think it's called. But they're only a minute long each. There's about 20 of them, but it just recycles the same four zones over and over and over again. It's just really disappointing. I will say that the big bosses, their designs is actually quite interesting, which is a shame that they're not in a better game because they look cool, but (laughs) they're just... Bollocks! I, this game is just bollocks. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, so bollocks aside, what have you been watching? I've mm, uh, been watching more of The Last of Us. 
keep on top oh, of that. I've not seen episode five yet. Ooh, is it as good? No like, like if you had to give the show mm. a score out of ten from episodes one to five thus far, where would it be on the Alex Lasagna scale? It's it's going to be nine at least. I'm absolutely loving it so far. To be mm. honest with you. There, there's one of the characters in the last couple episodes that feels a little bit weak, who's a, a new character they've put in just for the show. But aside from that, I've loved every single episode. think the people are acting their hearts out, having a great time doing it. And yeah, it's just putting all other video game adaptations to shame at the moment. This is done it's, properly. It's, it's done properly. I feel that we need to do a podcast at the end of the season to sort of do a retrospective of it. That's probably how much I enjoy. That's it. a great fucking. That's a great bonus episode. Let's I do it. it. Uh, have you seen the Pedro Pascal Saturday Night Live Mario Kart piss take of The Last of Us? That blew my mind. <laughs> Just goes into a bar. <laughs> I heard you can drive. It's me. It's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> let's <Yeah>. go <laughs> let's go <laughs> oh, oh beautiful 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 right chaps well, I'll move on very quickly but uh, I have been playing one game see if you can guess the the uh, the medium of pop of which this game is so you can play as one of four characters mm. where you have a gradient colour of purple red per- uh, green or yellow you are fighting in a city where your base is a, you have a base operations in the center of the city where you are protecting the environment against a shadow organization that uses ninjas to attack and you have a elder statesman who gives you advice and brews you tea no, it's not the good franchise you're thinking of. I was playing Gotham Knights, which oh. does make you think, I really fucking wish there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game instead of this piece of shit. Shredder's I'm just playing. Revenge. Yeah, I know, but like in the start, like if you actually had like a proper like openly world city game, okay, Insomniac, make a Turtles game. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. <laughs> it's, it's just like that. That's how video games work. But that leads me into my recasting question which seems to be proved to be quite fruitful i'm asking the pod and i give you all the heads up on this to cast your fellow pod members as cast members of the teenage mutant ninja turtles i'll happily go first or if someone else wants to go first go for it right so i felt that molsey is a donny he's a donatello you know a scientific man he likes his gadgets and things like that i thought hemming is april o'neill <laughs> because he's the moral compass he's got the kind of like you know like you know he's the he's the newcomer but we're all here to kind of impress him because you know he's the gamer and i've got a great ass and he has a great ass in the yellow jumpsuit (laughs) now i was thinking where does mikey six i was thinking like he's got a bit of a wrath about him you know what i mean like he's the he's the he's the cool one he's the suave one he's the one that's kind of plays by his own rules but i thought he's more of a casey jones you know, like he's, I reckon, I reckon he would be pretty dope in the mask and swing that around. So that's, that's that was my my casting. I'm gonna pass it to to Hemming, who actually does a lot more in depth analysis and actually reads up on character traits than he did last time. <laughs> What's your t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> casting here? You say that? Oh, for me, I'm gonna go with Rocksteady because I like Rocksteady games. There we go. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Uh, I have to break it to you. I had a late day today, so I haven't been able to do much reading up on what to cast people as. But to be honest, I think one casting, just for the fact that at the moment Mikey is in that robe, he, he's Splinter right now. 
He is a hundred percent splinter right now. So I've got to go with that. Um, Moles Donatello to me. That sounds like that. Yeah. 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 He does machines. Um, Flint. Now, do we go for? If you say Kang, motherfucker, (laughs) (laughs) from the Galaxy X in a machine, just going. No. I'll be more me when I'm drunk. I'm going for party, dude. I'm going Michelangelo. Yes, going back on the old days. He's 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 the youngest as well. By oh, like forty seconds, yeah. I love the so, fact yeah, so that I think they said that, that one in the movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I know that, but anyway, yeah. And I still want WB to make a fucking game with the turtles in instead of making Gotham Knights. Can we travel back in time and do that, please? <laughs> that would be amazing. And I don't know what to cast myself as, so I didn't think to do that. So right now, off the top of my head, I am Kevin Nash Super Shredder. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely uh, incredible. Right, nominate Moles or Mike next. Let's go, Molesy. Thank you very much. Okay, He's so got notes. I no, I'm I'm just reading off my phone. I'm just um, staring at my dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just staring down. I am stuck with the four main characters. So I have got Hemming as Leonardo. Cool, calm, collected, level headed. Keep it straight. I have put Mikey as Raphael. Uh he's known to be a little bit temperamental, a bit cynical, short tempered and feisty. Uh, I've put Flint down as Michelangelo, a party boy, a bit wild. All my life, I thought I was a Leonardo. It turns out I was a Michelangelo. Fuck, I need to set my life out. (laughs) Calm down, that's what you need to. You need to calm down. Uh, And then I put myself down as Donatello. So three of four of us has put me down as Donnie. So here we go. Here we go. Incredible, Mikey. Um, Not too much variation, to be honest. Uh, I put. Obviously, Moles down as Donatello. He is the the, the elder statesman of the group. It's four to a for degree. four, Donny. But like you know, the, 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 basically the clever one, essentially um, fixes all the problems. At university, he was the problem solver, and I always feel like Donatello in the Turtles is the problem solver. Um, I had um, Hemming as Leonardo because uh, Leo. I always kind of think that Hemming leads the way with the Platinums. He is the, he is our visionary of the group. Uh, you know, leading like from it. the front. Um, then I had Flinny as Michelangelo because you love a quip, and um, <laughs> and, uh, my, and Michelangelo is pretty pretty good for a good quip or two. Uh, then I put myself as Raph because he's a snarky twat, and uh, I feel like that's exactly <laughs> what, what I am. I, th- I think if you look, if you have a picture of Raphael in the dictionary, you've got snarky in there, and uh, yeah, I. I I, that sounds like me, to be honest. So, yeah. Good, good castings, good castings. Have you ever seen the TMTNT or whatever it's fucking called uh, animated movie, uh, 3D animated movie? It came out in 2014. There, it's actually really, really good. There is one scene in particular which is basically Leonardo and Raph have a heart to heart and they finally have a fight over who would actually win between them. I don't want to spoil it, but the way the fight starts with Leonardo saying to Raphael, you need to calm down. You need training. You are not disciplined. I sacrifice when you party. And he's just like, why he goes, why do you, what gives you the right to lead us all the time and tell us what to do? And he just says in the most stone cold fucking coolest voice, because I'm better than you. 
and they and that's what starts the fight and I'll leave it at that it's on Netflix watch it it's, it's actually and it answers the question and it's not like a oh well they were having a fight one one then one the other one one then something broke them up and then they had a couple no we have a definitive winner over who is the better fighter between the two of them I like that a lot that sounds amazing yeah and it's just it's just the way he says it's stone cold I'm better than you. <laughs> it's just like, yes, yes, yes. So, so just watch that. A, anyway, Jensen, uh, Mark, right. Mike, go for it. Turtles are great. I think we all agree on this, right? Um, the Turtles Absolutely. game, Shredder's Revenge, is is awesome. I, I would encourage people to play it. Right. Ah, you can you can play it on Netflix randomly. Like the actual, you, if you open up the oh, yeah, app yeah. on your it's, phone, yeah. it lets you install it as yeah. a game. If you have the phone. Netflix subscription, wow. you can play it on there. But I have it for the Switch. And it's really good. Like, genuinely, it's a really good arcade brawl them up oh. you know, good game. Um, one of the best things that has happened in recent memory was when the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, became uh, DLC in Mortal Kombat. Um, that was yes. great, and I'm all here for that good kind of day. DLC in video games. There we go. More of it. In fact, I think what Ed Boon should do if you're listening, sir, you have made so many amazing fucking fighter packs for Mortal Kombat over the last 10 years. That is a cool game in yeah, itself. Man. Just Robocop, right. Predator, just, Terminator, just put it all together. the Turtles, all of them. Fucking a lot of them, right? It's just, there you go. Spunk, it's amazing. In fact, that's what you can call the game. There you go. Thank you very much. You don't have to pay me. Spunk from the guys who made Mortal Kombat. Um, anyway, let's talk about legitimate news now, guys. <laughs> it's the news. Um, okay. Where do we start other than Hogwarts Legacy was released? Uh, I think 10 days ago now. I think we're 10 days since launch. And uh, because of the obvious uh, uh, scuttlebug that has led up to the release of this game, uh, embargoes were left right until the last moment. Now, I would love to talk about one particular review by Wired magazine, uh, specifically their Hogwarts Legacy review. Now, a lot of publications did not receive codes to play the game. Now, there's probably a reason for that. One is that if you're going to spend the best part of 12 months slagging off the game and telling people to not play it, you're probably not going to receive a code from Warner Brothers to want to, um, to want to review this. And then secondly, there's probably an element of strategic giving out codes for things like that. Anyway, it just makes me laugh when like magazines and influencers get salty about not receiving a free game. It's like, dude, you should be able to pay for a video game to fucking play it, right? Like, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. But anyway, let's talk about this one specific review because Wired decided to give it the worst review they have ever given a video game. And to be honest, it's probably the worst review I've ever read of a video game. If we could just park the J.K. Rowling conversation because, you know, your mileage will vary over how much or how little that should influence this conversation. Gents, you've seen it on the internet. We've all seen it. What's your take on this I'm gonna be not be I'm gonna not be impartial and just call it bullshit take on this game. Well, there wasn't really much game review in there, was there? Very was little slagging like, so, off fest. Yeah, and oh, I'm gonna shut up so other people give their and opinions, that, but it's bullshit. It is bullshit. And what game review was in there was just nonsensical and just I don't know. Just I mean, it was just worthy. The, it yeah. mentions like the graphics look two generations behind. So they're saying it's a they PS3 don't. looking game. It's not. It's actually a very, if 
for all the things that were you can play about the PS3 game? game by mistake. But potentially they were playing that old there Harry Potter. There was a Potter PS3 game on the PS3. in Harry Potter, which people get the screenshots yeah. and show up. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe that was it. But no, it Are looks like a Lego very pretty game. Ah, oh, that could be it. Maybe, maybe. Look, the game looks stunning. You can't argue that it looks warranted of 2023. And also, a lot of people saying the gameplay, like I think someone shared a, a link of the gameplay, and it looked like Elden Ring magic fights. Like, it looked fucking dope. Mike's the only legitimate Harry Potter fan on this pod. And, Mike, the stuff you've seen of Hogwarts, does it make you think no, or do you make you think yay? Um, oh, this is a very tricky ground to tread, isn't it? Um yeah. I don't really know what I can say to be honest. Um, the as a oh, I don't even know where to begin. The game itself, if I was just if I as, as a, a game, genuine uh, genuinely because genuine, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna struggle to find middle ground um, because you're either yeah. gonna get the people that go don't buy the game it's shit and you'll get the people that go buy the game it's amazing and I have spent quite a long time trying to sift through the takes hot takes the things and figure out is it what a good it is. game that's all we want to know by all accounts the game is amazing G- genuine genuinely um it, yeah. there is a shit ton of depth to it um apparently and i've watched a lot of gameplay videos of it i've watched streamers playing it so i've spoiled a lot of it for myself to be honest um but the um the gameplay looks incredible like genuinely incredible um the like the it just looks like a really good rpg um that I would, I think, ordinarily would probably be a strong 8.5 out of 10, but because it's the Harry Potter IP and because we've never had, for Harry Potter fans such as myself, we've never had this game before and it's what I've dreamt of since I was nine. Um, it's, it's, it's everything you've ever wanted and uh, that immediately pushes it up to a 10 and you're seeing that, you said there's a lot of emotion about this game, positive and negative. And I think it's going to be a while before that dies down until you can really ascertain whether it's a good game or not. For what it's worth, I think it is. I've, I've read opinions of people around that I trust and they tell me it's a fantastic game. Um, genuinely on its own merit, it's incredible. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, it's amazing. What I can tell you is that um, it's it's the sales are eighty percent higher than Elden Ring's first week sales, and it's available on two less platforms wow. than Elden Ring was. And do you remember the do you, do you remember the the hype that Elden Ring had? Game um, of the year. It's it's um it's doing absolute gangbusters, absolute gangbusters. And I do find the the controversy around it. Um, I don't think it's worth going into it on this show because, um. Mildish precisely, right? Mm, um, yeah, you're right. All I will say is that um, <laughs> I, I kind of wish that I'd never gone on the internet to know about any of this stuff. And do you know what I mean? It's one of those things. Just found yeah, the like, game. Yeah, you just, I, just found it and gone, ha, oh, cool, Harry Potter. I've, gotten, yeah. um, I've seen a lot of messages from people who have said um, that their partners who aren't video game fans have asked them, can we get the new Harry Potter game? Um, because it, this yeah. is, again, this is, this is dream for people, you know what I mean? And the best, the thing that they've done yeah, so well, sorry to come in. The thing that they've done so well no, cool. is that they haven't set it in the actual Harry Potter timeline 
so there isn't a lookalike Hermani whatever. There's no Uncanny Valley nonsense where, oh, that's a crap voice actor, blah, blah, blah. They have gotten rid of all of that. Hey, I'm Star And instead, it's The Castle, which, it, do you know what I mean? And it's just... Yeah. Um, I saw, I've seen a video of... Um, Castles can be there for thousands of years. Exactly. That's fine. I've seen a video of someone uncovering the world map and realizing that it's freaking enormous. Um, yeah, there's, there, there's a lot to it, I think. Um, and from what I've seen, I think people that like RPGs in general will find it a good time. People that like Harry Potter will absolutely love it. Um, but you do have to make the choice as to whether you are... Well, that, even then, I, you know, I'm not going to stop talking because it's a very difficult subject to talk about. And I, I don't think it's yeah, worth I, I, I hear uh, talking about it. But we can say that the review on Wired magazine the is review, a piece of shit. I, yeah, right? I, would, I will just That's, say on that. Can I, can I spot on that one? I'll, I'll, I'll save you, Mikey, go for it, <laughs> just in case. Um, I would just say on that review, it is not a review. It is an opinion yes, piece. And absolutely, yeah. people are valid to have their opinions on either way regarding this very delicate situation, uh, which obviously heightens a lot of emotions of people. But to put that forward from a publication and say that this is a review of a video game, it's not. It's a slam piece. And it's not even done by a person who is a video game reviewer. You look back through their previous articles and they've done sort of top 10 sex toys and coffees. Fine. That's absolutely fine. But they've never really Sound done like video game person. reviews. <laughs> Well, there you go. They've just not done video game reviews before. This is their first one, at least for the last three years. Mm. And that we're trying to make a statement. And there's just no need to do that. That's just the struggle that I found here is that Wired are the company that Sony gave the PS5 first look to. And they broke the first ever story about PS5. And in do I agree with you entirely, Emming. This is an opinion piece, and if it was labeled as such, I ain't got no issue, bro. But what yeah, they've done here is completely the journal the, the journalistic integrity of this is down the toilet because for years there is um the outrage over uh there, there's people like jim sterling right who um used to work for a comedy used to work for but he quit over the fact that they would they refused to review assassin's creed sorry they, they quit over it was assassin's creed one of the Assassin's Creed, they wouldn't review it badly. Unity, like they refused to because they what they didn't want to lose out on sponsorship deal. And the relationship. Um, Jim, they left the the company just for, to, and it's like I not and so we've seen that happen quite a lot because where you've got uh, publishers and people paying review review sites to give them a favorable view that that and that's rightly been called out as bullshit. And people make stances on it, and you go, I agree with that stance, because journalism, I know we're from England and we don't get fair journalism in this country, but there should be a degree of integrity when it comes to people's honest opinion of stuff and it being a fair opinion of stuff. Um, And this is the other side of the coin, and this isn't fair either. And and, I don't see this being called out in the same manner as it being, do you know what I mean? Like people are kind of saying, well, this is bullshit, but I don't think anyone's really listening. And I don't really see Wired taking this review down or doing an apology on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, because this completely fucks the the journalistic integrity of that publication. This, this piece was done to lower Metacritic ratings. You know what I mean? Uh, To to lower the aggregate score. And I find that utterly, utterly... There's a reason why you have a user review section and a critical review section, and they're two very different things. 
And yeah, we were mm. we were talking in the last episode about publications that were laying off thousands of people in the video game journalist industry. Right, there are more Premier League footballers than people getting paid to write video game reviews. They should they're in a position of privilege to do shit like that just to, like you say, as a attack. Rightfully or wrongfully, we're not here to talk about whether that's right or wrong in terms of the opinion, okay? There's very complicated emotions on both sides. But just as a publication, it's kind of like, a be better. And also, like, don't attack people that aren't part of the cause, right? Like, I, I said it, uh, we said it offline about the amount of people that are getting so much slander on Twitter for sharing their accomplishments in the game. You know, like, oh, here's... Look, oh, I've got the Hogwarts. I'm going to share a fucking video of me walking into Hogwarts. And people go, you're a fucking disgrace. It's like, aim your anger in the right places. Right? Like, that person, you're not... You you are... I, I assure you, not everyone playing Hogwarts Legacy is any way trying to belittle a crowd of people they're literally just wanting to play the world of harry potter because just like mikey said there's a nine-year-old kid in them that's like oh my god you've taken my dream and you've made it into a game for that let people enjoy things let people it's a video game right okay let's try and separate the 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 narrative and the disclosure from that at the moment um moles anything more you want to say on that wired review oh it's just a big pile of shit really isn't it I suppose it's not a review. It is not a review. It's just a chance to. This could be solved just by one edit. Yeah, delete. Take the score off. Uh, Yeah, well, take the score off, put it as op ed. Fucking fine, have at it. I mean, sort of thing. I don't know why I feel so passionate about it, but I do. It's just because it's just. It's not really the done thing, is it? Let's face it. You're reviewing. You're supposed to be reviewing the game. Review the game for what it is properly with actual like Mikey says, integrity, journalistic integrity of what you're supposed to be doing. You're there to review... Follow GameSpot's example. GameSpot, as of of today, on the 15th of February, they have not done a review. Instead, on launch day, they dedicated their carousel on their homepage to supporting Trans Life Matter charities. That was it. That was their statement. Whatever, okay? There's ways to go about it. It's just, and it's not to throw stones. It's just a, yeah. It's and it's not a line in the sand moment. It's not like a, oh, are you with it or against it? At the end of the day, just re- if you're going to review it, just review it. That, that's the if thing. you're not going to review it, don't review yeah, it. Yeah, and it's as simple as that. That's the thing. Like keep it as a review of the game and put all the controversies and your opinions to one side and just review it as a game. And let's just have a quick look on Metascore, on Metacritic. It's eighty four, so people love it. There we go. Uh, that's it. Well, let people have nice things. Speaking of nice things, Nintendo Direct. I didn't watch this one, but I watched Hemming and Mike's reactions on WhatsApp to this Nintendo Direct. Gentlemen, let's let's lighten the mood. Mm. Let's get it back. This Nintendo Direct seemed to have gone down gangbusters with a lot of people for a number of reasons. Mikey's face is elated right now. Tell us why you're elated, my friend. Where did where was for you the the hitting home um, moment? There was two points. Um, obviously, the 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 tears of the kingdom. Um, it wasn't a massive trailer, but it just I I I truly truly fell in love with that with that world. I thought it was. I still think it's one of the best video games ever played. Um, it's it's just it's a phenomenal piece of 
it's just a phenomenal piece of art basically and i can't wait for the second one and i'm i'm so excited for it but the um thing outside of that the thing that i genuinely got most hyped for was just i saw the golden sun artwork and that is genuine. You got what is so this son of I, I can't believe. I, what I, is this? I had I had resigned myself to never ever playing that game again unless it was on an emulator of or like you know on my PC or something. And um, Golden Sun, the first one, came out in two thousand and one, and it was like I didn't play Final Fantasy as a kid. I didn't really play. RPG, like JRPGs or anything like that. They weren't my, weren't my cup OT, if you will. And I, for some reason, and I don't even understand why, um, I, I, I got Golden Sun, uh, the first Golden Sun game for the Game Boy Advance, and it was, it just blew my brain away. It's genuinely one of the my happiest memories of playing a video game was Golden Sun. And and the second one, um, uh, the Lost Age. They're just they're just phenomenal. And I I just I thought they'd been resigned to the history books, and it's they're never going to be seen the light of day again for some reason. And no, and I just saw that artwork, and I just got yeah, you know, like literally like the Ratatouille thing where you kind of see something and it transports you back. I had that, oh. and it just it it yeah it was just delicious. You know, Beautiful. I actually had a similar moment with one game that they. I still am annoyed that people aren't talking about it enough. Ghost Anthem. Trick, Phantom Detective. I loved this game on the Nintendo DS back in the day. You play as a dead person. Literally happens right at the start of the game, so it's not too much of a spoiler. And you're trying to figure out how you died. And it's the most charming, beautiful-looking game with this amazing artwork... And there's a cute, adorable Pomeranian that talks to you and guides you through the game. And I'm just like, I, I need this again. I can make I that game this. a thousand times better just by putting two words in that. For it. Patrick Swayze. Ghost the game. No, no, no. No, no pottery in this. <laughs> I just want... <laughs> no phallic-shaped pottery. I don't want that. I just want a Pomeranian to tell me how to move something on the screen to frighten somebody. That's all I want. I can't wait for that game to come out. But there was well, well, so Henning. much stuff on there, though. That's We've only touched on a couple of things. The big like yeah. headline news from this one was Metroid Prime Remastered, out of nowhere, just goes, by the way, it's out now. This game... There's been some controversy, though, hasn't there? Has there been? I haven't heard this. Yes. So the, uh, the credits of the game do not have any of the original people that made metroid prime now that's not cool um so what they do is they have a, a slide that pops up and just says to everyone involved in the metroid franchise fans and everything else thank you and yeah it, it says staff as well but um, a lot of the producers because a lot of people who worked on metroid one also went on to work on metroid two and three um a lot of them tend to be kind of veterans across that and of all all of them are coming out and going you know what just my name would have really fucking mattered um, and I have a feeling Nintendo will either... I mean, if we do get a Metroid Prime 2 remaster, they might do it there, 
Well, they might end up doing an update and just putting in the credits like everyone. Uh, I, I'm still waiting one. for them to update Pokemon fucking Violet and Scarlet to become somewhat playable. <laughs> okay, maybe not. And then. those games sold like they broke records for Christ's sake. So it doesn't matter what people say; they don't give a fuck, Nintendo. Um, so yeah, good luck. Good, good mm. luck getting that. Um, I did say when we were kind of getting ready for the direct, I said on the chat. I'm I'm here for the shadow drop, mate. I can't I can't wait. I love a good mm-hmm. shadow drop, and it was just an absolutely outrageous shadow drop. No one does it better than Nintendo mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Yeah. They, they just how did they keep this so secret? Because uh, I know there had been rumors about it, but they just kept it so quiet. And it's not even just here's a lazy port. It's literally a remaster, and people are no, saying it's it's it, incredible. People one. are saying it's 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 incredible. It's it they they've nailed it. Like they they they've they've uh, they've gone they've gone to town on it. So. And it's not a stupid price either. Right. In in the UK, it's thirty five quid. That's fantastic for a game that's apparently like also, almost at the standard of new games. Yeah, we also heard the price of um, Tears of the Kingdom as well. That's got people in a bit of scuttlebug, hasn't it? Um, I, I don't, yeah. don't care really. No. It, it's, yeah. I'm going to pay. <laughs> if they, if they, if they want me to pay thing. in kidneys, yeah. I will happily do that. Uh, um, yeah. Well, it's, it's just like, yeah, it's like you're charging the same price as like a next-gen game now. It's because it's probably better than most next-gen games. It's going to win the biggest, game of the year. It's, in terms of file size, it's the biggest first-party Nintendo game out on the Switch. Um, it's pretty, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a beefy, a beefy chap, if you will. I, I have a I'll fucking pay double. <laughs> it's, if it's that good, I'll pay double. I mean, I kind of have. I've already bought two copies of it. <laughs> one, one for me, one for the partner, so we can play together. You see. Fair enough. Oh, there you go. Who says Shivery is yeah. dead? Can I? Uh, can I just say as well? Uh, was there another? Ge- was there a specific game that you were really hyped for, Flint? Have you seen the list that came out of the games that were in this direct? I was following your guys' lead on it. To be honest, <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I, I will say I'm, we I'm want to give a big a very shout terrible out. Video game host. We'll give a very big shout out to obviously friend of the show, AJ Scrutton. AJ Grand Scrutton. Yeah. Illusion Island got a prime spot, got mm. a lot of exposure. It looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. So good luck to it. If you go, I if- uh, hope it does really oh, well. Oh, I see. You were setting me up to say I like our friends yeah, game. I, I do like our friends <laughs> game, I have to say. The trailer does look. If you go onto the, uh, the, the Nintendo website, literally, you've got the direct YouTube, watch it. Then you've got Metroid Prime, Zelda, uh, Pikmin 4. Splatoon 3 expansion mm. pass, the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance announcements, and then you've literally got Illusion Island right there. Like it, it it's got a pretty yeah. pri- primo, get much primo that, area, man. Um, they also released lots yep. of DLC, right? So like Fire Emblem Engage expansion oh, pass, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 expansion yep. pass, more courses for Mario Kart. Um, they released a demo of Octopath Traveler 2, which I, I've it's played. Got a lot of happiness about it. I, oh I, yeah, go I, for it. Because I I didn't like the original. Well, I liked the art style of Octopath Traveler a lot. I love the music. I found it really weird how it tried to tell its story, and it put me off. Yeah, I am in agreement with you. Um, I played the first the Octopath Traveler one demo. I loved it so much it convinced me to buy the damned game, and I put about fifteen twenty hours into the game, and I fell off hard. Um, I just didn't do it for me um i found it just a not not the random encounters did drive me up the wall right um this one i've put about you because it's a three-hour demo uh, which you can restart as different characters as well so um i put about an hour just about an hour into it and um i 
I, I don't care for it. Uh, I found the combat to be horrible and yeah, it's annoying because the style of it looks amazing. Um, but the yeah. everything else about it, I I I I don't want to say I hate it, but I hate it, and uh, <laughs> it stinks. But it does. I look, people will like it. Um, <laughs> what I'm annoyed about is they don't seem to have made the things which everyone got annoyed about of the first game. None of these things seems to have been addressed. It seems um, they might have added like one more line of party dialogue, which is one of the big things that people didn't like from the first game. But I just. Um, yeah, they've changed the combat and it doesn't seem to be any kind of improvement. It's just more confusing, which is, yeah, not ideal. Yeah. Hmm. That's a shame. Um, yeah. I want to shout so out... To, to answer oh, your question, Hemming, that's right. To answer your, your question, it seemed like there were some great announcements, some great demos, but it's about stuff we knew, right? Pretty much, with the exception of the Shadow Drop and, and maybe for, for some niche games, when I say niche, I mean there's obviously a massive fucking audience of people like Mikey for those, those guys coming out. I, I have a big Mario-shaped hole in my life, and although we got a bit of the trailer, and uh, if you've seen if you've seen the um, the Super Bowl ad they done, I lost my mind over that. Like it, it looks so good. Have you rang the number? Can, you can ring the number even in the UK because so, it's an American number. Yeah, just just put American area code in front of, of it, course, and then you, yeah. you can get it right. Right, <laughs> it's Charlie Day doing. You know. Uh, Always sunny Philadelphia fans will know this. The episode where Charlie talks about kitten middens, meow. <laughs> right. He's basically doing and uh, saying, Hey, it is me, Luigi. Uh, I can't get to the phone because we're really busy. But on this date, and says the date when the film comes out, we'll be up and running by then. So give us a call. Then. It's just, it's so good. The attention to detail and the little things. So in that advert, uh, one thing is that they got a voice actor from the Mario uh, cartoon show to do the voice of the lady. They played the eighties rap. Um, you know, they're doing Amazing. everything in their power. And I think, you know, I know Mikey, we will give it to you. You were a day one believer from every moment of this film coming out. And we have all reluctantly been pulled in. And we're, I think we're all fucking believers now. I think this is uh, the NCU, as I think I coined it for you, of the interconnected <laughs> Nintendo Cinematic Universe starts of this film. Um, yeah, it, look, it sounds it looks great, doesn't it? I'm all in, boys. I'm all in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anything more Nintendo Direct? I just want to touch on two two more games. One of them was the DLC, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Now, Dead Cells is an amazing game, and it is a Metroidvania game, so what better idea than to literally slap the skin of Castlevania on top of it? Music is and all. Is this just a thing, or is it a canon thing? Have they made it canon? I have now? no idea, it's and I don't even care. Genius. <laughs> yeah. Genius. It's incredible. It's so simple, amazing. but so beautiful. Um, and the very last one that I want to point out is one that I actually played yesterday, which was another kind of stealth drop, uh, a game called Blonk where you play as a little dog and a little deer. Uh, it's very much similar to Brothers. Stunning art style. It's, yeah, very, very, very striking. All black and white. Um, have you ever played Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons? So this was like a single... Is that the World War one? No, this was one where it was quite in a fantastical world. But it was that um, you played, if you were playing it single player, as both of the brothers. The left analog stick was one brother, the right analog stick was the other. So in this game, it has the same control sort of scheme, where it's just left stick is the dog, right stick is the deer, and you have to traverse them as they help each other get through this world. 
and I just think it's very, very cute and worth a look. And it's only yeah, it's only twelve pounds, so it's well worth a look. Well, hot damn! Uh, another thing that made me say hot damn was PSN's free games. Uh, you, uh, one of us, stuck a, a link to it saying there's a rumor that Horizon Forbidden West is going to appear on the PlayStation Network as a result of their next game drop. And I went, I'll be surprised. <laughs> to which Mikey then said, no, dude, here's the blog. Be surprised. <laughs> like, like half an hour later, shit. it was actually announced as real. That was incredible. Yeah, uh, th- yeah. I think the first question we have to ask is, will first-party AAA games for the PlayStation inevitably now become a thing where there's a cycle where it ends up on your subscription service? I, I think, yeah. I, I, think, ho- I hope so. I hope so, because I'm a cheapskate gamer. Well, I think there, there's got to have been some analysis over this, and this probably ties nicely. Actually, let's combine this with the next news item of Microsoft have had to admit, when I say have to, I explain the logic of how they've had to, but Microsoft have admitted that Games Pass actually cannibalizes game sales. Now, first of all, Microsoft don't want anyone to know this. Microsoft have not held a press conference to go, hello, I'm Microsoft, and Games Pass cannibalizes game sales, and I'll be taking no further questions at this time. No, there is a massive legal hullabaloo going on at the moment with the Microsoft acquisition of Activision, and they are fighting it on all fronts around the world, specifically, though, in the UK court of law, uh, because there is a, a number of studios that have been acquired by Activision that now have been acquired by Microsoft, and as part of the Monopolies and Mergers Commission and all the stuff that happens in courtrooms. There are a lot of conversations happening in British courtrooms. Uh, actually, Sony, unfortunately... In fact, Mike, this probably ties in with your football podcast about the Man City news, right? Like about how other football clubs, if they found out Man City are potentially breaking the rules, they're going to probably put their hand up and go, that's not fair. And Sony are literally doing that right now through the court system. And it's becoming a little bit like, yeah, Sony, can you shut up, please? And we're like, but it's not fair. Um, So as a result of what's been going on in the UK courts, um, a number of documents have been made public, specifically uh, a... uh, conversation between microsoft and activision specifically talking about the impact of putting games on games pass the science shows that putting a game on game pass means that you absolutely are harming the long-term sales we do not know the number because that number was retracted and it's actually got loads of legalities by it like it's nda'd out the wazoo no one's allowed to say the actual percentage but microsoft has have admitted that for the first time in the public domain that putting games on games pass actually harms the sale of games long term um so Sony must have paid attention to that. I mean, in other news, water is wet. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, who would have thought that if you go, oh, I can buy this game. Anyone who works in e-commerce and subscription products would go, you can buy this product for $50 or you can buy a subscription product for $10 right now and opt out if you want to later on and play the world of games. You'll never fucking guess what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to go for that this, subscription This is affecting so, yeah, Microsoft kind of, quite a bit because right. pretty much all of their first-party games go day one onto Games Pass. That's kind of the gimmick of Games Pass, right? How much must they be hemorrhaging? A, a and it's all amount. well and good for us to go, oh, well done, Microsoft. Yeah, accessibility. And then Microsoft go, we're laying off 7,000 employees. Yeah. <laughs> accessibility. Yeah. So, I mean, what <laughs> Sony have done here is they've put the game out, they got a huge amount of sales from Horizon Forbidden West. It was in the top 10 most sold game of 2022. Yeah. And then after a year have gone, 
by the way, some DLC will be coming out soon. Everybody it's, have it's the like game what now. Marvel's done with Disney, right? So, like, Marvel have kind of got it down pat of, okay, we're going to release a film in cinemas, and it's only going to be in cinemas for about six weeks, if you're lucky. And history has shown us that if we put a Marvel movie in the cinemas for, say, 12 weeks, it will gross nearly a billion dollars. If we put it in the cinemas for six weeks, it will gross between seven to eight hundred million dollars. Well, you know what? I'd rather not bother keeping it in the cinema for an additional six weeks. I'll put it on Disney Plus, and there's going to be more subscribers as a result of that. Or at the very least, I'm going to retain users I've got because people see more content coming. Similar sort of thing, right? Like, Sony thinking, right, get it out there. The gamers, people who are fucking love this who will pay the 60 schmeckles to to get it within the first six months of the game being released and the people that don't we're going to mop them up in the sales anyway we might as well keep them on psn yes yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i can't argue with that at all (laughs) uh hemming you are a man who knows a lot about yesteryear on playstation Mm. and we had this conversation not too long ago about is it worth keeping my super duper pack for PlayStation Network. It was, Is it, it now, was these not. Editions? It was not. And then suddenly they dropped this, and they dropped Legend of Dragoon and Wild Arms 2, two quite rare old PS1 games that I really want to play. It has now suddenly become worthwhile again. I Well done. I wasn't expecting them to do it. <laughs> what that? I, it's just one of those things where they've they've now conditioned me after the however long it's been since they've launched this that they're not going to bother with it. They're not going to do anything. They'll they'll chuck out the Siphon Filter series. Yay, great, Siphon Filter. Um, they, they're now just chucking in classic old JRPGs that I want to play. I'm like, yeah, okay, now I'm in. Will they have trophies? I hope so. If they don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm not too bothered because I never got to play Legend of Dragoon as a kid. It's one of those bucket list games that's like, I need to get around to playing that at some point. And now I can. Well, I mean, the fact that they're thrown just for, you know, let's, I haven't got the full list in front of me, but I can remember some of the headlines. Resident Evil 7 was added to that as well. Yep. Um, also, we talked about this when they said they were going to remove the PS Plus collection from that. Resident Evil 7 was part of the PS Plus collection, so I think they're going to just basically drop them in over the next 12 months anyway. <coughs> um, but long may it continue. And you know what? It's, it seems that I'm, I'll be honest, I've been hovering over Horizon Forbidden West on the shop for about three months and i've been asking the same question is it it's worth it not, like, oh, it's not worth it's it not. but for free it is a hundred percent worth it just to make your eyes happy <laughs> because it is a gorgeous go. gorgeous game um i i have a, but, i have the list here with a couple of others you've got the quarry that's why it's Leonardo. which is the game that came out that was made by the same people that did um until dawn and the uh the new series of games that I can't remember the name of right now. Man and Madran. That, that lot, yeah. yeah. Um, Outriders, which was one of the Square Enix live service games that they haven't cancelled and pulled from the stores. It's not a, it's not a tribute game to 90s R&B it's, and rap artists from... No, no sorry. No. Um, Scarlet Nexus, R- which, is a, which is a very stylized anime-looking action game. Uh, Borderlands 3. Now, Borderlands 3 is four-player co-op. Just throwing it out Cha-ching. there, lads. Uh, Tekken 7, mm. which is fantastic. Spunk. Ace Combat 7, always fun I, just flying I around blowing really, stuff up. Ge- that's genuinely the most exciting yeah. one for me. I'm all about Ace Combat games, man. Really give, me, give, me, give me some of that, my friends. 
<laughs> and then you've got a couple of uh, JRPGs as well, Lost Sphere and I Am Setsuna, which looked interesting when they came out. I never got round to it. Might give it a dabble. It's a it's a hell of a month for PS Plus this month. They have done great, and this isn't even the free games that they give to everybody. This is the additional stuff. They haven't yeah, announced the freebies yet. They will probably disappoint. <laughs> but these games are incredible. Six PS Five versions of the games in yeah. that list. That's like the most. That's the most PS Five they've ever done. Yeah. 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 All right, all right, with drop. your PS Fives. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll just sit here in the in the corner. Looking on enviously. That's all right. There's PS4. <laughs> yeah, basically like that when Bart loses his soul yeah. and he has that dream and he's on the boat on his own. That's you at the moment. That's fine. Don't, don't mind me. <laughs> It'll come, my friend. It'll come. It'll come. But um, amazing, right? Uh, and Sony didn't need to do that this month because we're about to enter some pretty cool new games coming out as well in the very near future. Um, just to kind of wrap off, <laughs> just to wrap off uh, last piece of news um, and it's worth noting right was that uh, video game scores are beautiful uh, they transcend you into other worlds they are a key part of the narrative of any video game why it has taken this long to start seeing recognition for that in the more mainstream media award ceremonies we are in award ceremony time now now the BAFTAs we should Shout, the BAFTAs have always been honouring video games for a very long time and we applaud them for it. But the Grammys are now starting to do it, not to be confused with the Emmys, which is the award ceremony that no one gives a shit about. Um, the Grammys have acknowledged that Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I have to say, like, I feel sorry for the dude. If you've seen the video, right, reading names is hard. If you don't know what the name is beforehand, it's even harder. Now, if you haven't seen it, if you ever feel like you've fucked up a call, like, you know, when you're at work, you pronounce something wrong, just watch this video because then that guy will make you feel better. Somebody was like, prep and, him. Somebody prep him. Yeah, yeah. It's just the way he went. And the winner is uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok, uh, won best game sound, or sorry, best game score um, at the Grammys. It is a very weird selection of nominees. I... I don't know why Guardians of the Galaxy was in there because I don't think they're actually in the release window because I remember that game is at least two years old. Yeah, so like, I, I don't... Was there a time frame that they gave or did they just pick these out of a hat? Because it just felt so I, bizarre. Although I will say Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, that entire album that they made by that new made-up band was incredible. But... Yes, zero to hero. <laughs> it was a weird, weird old list. And the fact that Assassin's Creed Valhalla Dawn of Ragnarok, which is a DLC to the game, won the score rather than the main game itself. I, I'm sure it's great. I've not played it yet, but it just... Call of Duty Vanguard was in this. Uh, yeah. It's like the loading music. Aliens Fire Team <laughs> Elite. What? That made me laugh the most because imagine the guys who made that game are like, we got nominated for an award. We got nominated for a Grammy. Like, what? Any award. We just played like Bro, a violin game. and banged a 
bit of tin together, and it was like, okay. yeah, sure. We just stole the soundtrack from the pre from the films <laughs> and stuck it in. <laughs> I, I hope it is a trend going forward that more people do give awards to these things because I I love me some video game soundtracks. I I tried to do a track of the day on Twitter of an old video game song every day. I forget, so it ends up being every few days. I hope this opens the doors for loads of stuff, yeah, though. Right, it needs I want to start seeing motion capture in video games. I want to see best narrative moment in games. And, you know, it's, you know, it's that point about credit earlier, right, of the Metroid Prime guys. Honour these fucking people that are doing it because this is beautiful. This is a craft. This is a, a thing that transcends a medium. And, you know, it's good to acknowledge that. You know, the, the cynic in me saying it's just kind of a way to get more eyeballs on the Grammys by nominating video games and trying to get the gamer crowd in. But hopefully it's diverse. Hopefully it rewards the right stuff. Um it's hard because when you introduce these sort of things, people are like, what the fuck Assassin's Creed, man? And then you'll literally list out 10 other video game scores that are better. And it's like, well, actually, we need to be aware of the criteria. So the time it's released, all that sort of stuff. I think they've got to figure that sort of stuff out. But long may it continue, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. There we go. Um, gents, we are past the hour mark. Is there any more news that we would like to bring to the Fox? I have no fish-related news to bring you, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah, Mike, you fucking you owned it of the fish-related news last time. Um, okay, well, let's let's call that a pod. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. To this. Oh, he's back, Columbo. Was one, one last, last thing. thing. Um, one last thing. You mentioned earlier, Mister Flint, that this is obviously a gangbusters time. There's there's some releases coming out, which are all very very excited about. Ah, show us what um, you got. There are a few. I'll I'll read some out for you, just so you can so you can see. Uh, in February. Uh, we've obviously had uh, uh, Hogwarts Legacy that's come out. Um, there's a new Settlers game. Who played the Settlers for the PC and Amiga back in the day? Love the Settlers. I games. know, right? There is a new oh, Settlers boy. game. Settlers New Allies releases in two days. Uh, yeah, man. Who knew? Let's go. Fucking great stuff. Um, there's a the game. Atomic Heart has had quite a lot of press. Um, I know nothing about it. Ah, shit, yeah, we should talk about that. Um, so, Atomic Heart, Bioshock-esque first-person shooter aimed on next-gen consoles, looks gorgeous. Here's where it starts becoming a bit dicey. Turns out the developers is a Russian publication. Turns out that the developers have, had, have publicly stated their support for Russia in the war of Ukraine. Now, I will say this. They live in Russia. Russia are not very good when it comes to democracy right now. And they're also not very good on the narrative right now. I wouldn't be surprised if certain individuals are being forced to say their support. Because if they said anything else, they might be in a bit of trouble. Please bear that in mind when you are fucking slating the publishers of this game. But it does make it a problematic scenario. That is where the controversy is. Okay. Um, I had not heard that one. I was just having a quick look at it now. It seems like a lot of people involved in the game are now donating towards uh, Ukrainian charities and people that are assisting the Red Cross. Uh, so there seems yeah. to be some of the opposite way going with the game as well. But I, I actually I was think, interested think, in, mate, yeah, in from a purely game standpoint... It looks fucking fantastic. It looks as a very game. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, you've also got uh, a game called Wild Hearts. 
that comes out in a few days as what's, well. What's that? It's a it's a new monster hunting type game from uh, Koei Tecmo and EA, um, which which Ooh. looks quite interesting as well. It is essentially Monster Hunter, but also, but 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 by EA. By, by the looks of it. <laughs> uh, um, right, okay. It looks pretty interesting. Moving on. Um, we've also got, uh, what else do we have? A new Digimon game, hooray. Um, uh, <laughs> loads of, obviously, PlayStation VR 2 games. Uh, like Because that comes out on the 23rd. Exactly. Yeah. 22nd, isn't it? I have to say, Resident Evil Village looks sensational. Oh, entire pod Resident Evil. Um, ah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Raccoon City is not a place; uh, it's a people. Sorry. Sure <laughs> um, so, uh, Blood Bowl Three is coming out soon uh, in Feb twenty third. Blood Bowl Bowls are quite a fun series of games. If you're ever interested in some hilarious D and D related American football, precisely, very much fun. Company of Heroes Three, February twenty third for the PC. Uh, we've got Octopath Traveler Two, February the twenty fourth, and then of course, there's many other games which have come out, including for some reason a next gen version of sim uh, city skylines because everyone was clambering for that but but, but <laughs> crucially yeah, crucially on february the 28th released for pc ps5 xbox series x ps4 thank goodness and xbox one we have destiny lightfall yeah <laughs> oh is that a uh, a little known Game, little independent yeah. and little number. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Yeah? <laughs> so, Destiny Lightfall comes out, oh, and I feel my... like in um, I feel like we're gonna have to do once it's out, and uh, we've waited a couple of days so we could actually log into the servers. Um, we shall play the damn thing, <laughs> um, be utterly bamboozled by all the new systems and what we have to do. We'll say fuck this and go and do a strike. Yeah, that's what we'll do. And it'll be one of the strikes that we've been doing now. I mean, me and Flint have been doing the same strikes for about five years at this point. But doesn't matter because we'll we'll all start off with blue armor again and it'll all be shit. But that's fine. So we'll do a lot. And then we'll do that thing where after about about a week, we'll start caring about what we look like. And it's like, oh, let's spend, let's do some shaders, yeah? Then we start looking good again. And and then we'll just be in the grind, boys and girls. And then we'll be like, man, I've got to play a couple of games of Gambit now to get my weekly fucking Engram. And then it's like... We'll all have the Bungie app installed on our phones and we'll be doing bounties exactly. properly. <laughs> uh, I, I've already I've, Miles has got it reinstalled, I, dude, ready to go. I actually forgot to say when we were talking what we've been playing, I did complete the the, the I finished off the Witch Queen uh, DLC and I, I did go and get queen. I got my Bungie app and I did bounty my ass up and I was like, Oh yes, I'm back. And um man, there is nothing <laughs> there is nothing quite like playing Destiny, and I have to say I am pumped. Yeah, pumped, hyped, all about this fucking game because it's it's great. All in. It's great. There is nothing right. There is nothing quite like getting that bow or the sunshot. Everyone loves the sunshot and just uh, popping melons, mate. Yeah, yeah? popping some melons. Oh, the uh, the uh, my uh, the <sighs> multi tool uh, rifle as well. Mate, That's the a, Gravitron a, Lance. Uh, mate. That was I know a good it's... one as well. Oh. Oh, I know. I hate it when I hear it, like people say out on the internet. But let's yeah, fucking let go. Yes, go, man. I and the best thing about this, right, is that typically when we've roped in Jamie Hannon before, friend of the show, 
um, to play with us. And he bought basically a PlayStation and Destiny and played. Just, just play to play with, play with, with us. He, to, yeah, he, he kind of stopped playing it after a little bit. Um, then he, he got, got a girlfriend, girlfriend, basically. Yeah, God. But, um, <laughs> but typically, our, Sorry, typically our fire team is is myself, Moles, uh, Woods. Flint tells us that he's going to play, and then he doesn't, and then he's end up. He, then we go on our friends list, and he's playing something else, and it's like, where are Destiny. you? What are you doing? <laughs> and he ignores all of our messages and just carries on barreling on with something else, and it's like we're all in. Let's play. So inevitably it'll be very impossible for all five of us to get on at one time but we are bringing hemming along for the ride if you are willing good sir you may struggle to platinum this motherfucker i will say the league of shadows this is what this is what i'm hearing i'm hearing people are trying to drag me in man look we have a i may have downloaded it i may have got it downloaded because it gave me a hundred schmeckles on playstation all stars or whatever that nonsense thing is on their app so it's there it's just happening. the only thing that I'm kind of worried about, Mikey, is that Hemming installs it and then he's way better than us and that of thinking it in like a this, it's I have about no idea what's going man, on. <laughs> right, what, what have we always said about Destiny? Right, we we're, we're all pretty good, yeah, we're all we're all we're all okay. Yeah. There are levels above us in terms of people that do, yeah, we're not we're, we're not, not raid, we're not, we're not raid, raid, raid good, yeah. Do you know who could get us raid ready with Hemming? Yeah. Hemming's bringing us. Oh my god, he is. He's Paulie in the Rocky movies. I feel you guys have far too much faith in me. (laughs) No, 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 I can see it now. Not Paulie, sorry. He's Mickey. He's Mickey. In fact, Hemming, when we lose in Gambit and stuff, I want you to just say over the microphone, Get up, you son of a bitch! (laughs) Mickey loves you. Honestly, I think this is our. I'll do my best. This is our missing ingredient, yeah? We're a serious gamer who can go over the line. Because I've done raids on Destiny. This is just like... You can do this... it with randoms, right? And, they'll, and you can say, I've never done a raid before, which I have not. And they'll be like, you are paired with people that will guide you through over a microphone. And um, you could be our man. Our man in, in our man with the headset, helping us through the turbulent times in ear, in of Destiny 2's raids. You know, no pressure is... for a man who's very you rarely know, played Simpsons any episode. <laughs> You know that Simpsons. Everything in life goes back to a Simpsons episode. It's a proven fact. But you know that Simpsons episode where they're trying to find another singer for the B sharps, and then they hear Barney in the bathroom <laughs> with an angelic voice. Where's my toothpick? That is Hemming joining our fucking League of Shadows clan on Destiny Two. And on that note, let's close off this pod. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this pod. If you've enjoyed what you're listening to, please click on that like, follow, subscribe, whatever button it is that you get more content from us. I would like to, first of all, thank our Raphael, Michael Carden-Edwards. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and for our producer, our EIC, there's only one thing I can say. This much is my hose. Thank you, Jonathan Moles. Thank you very much and good evening. And Mr. Alexander Hemming, our trophy man, can you please tell us how people can find you? You can find me on Twitter at uh, alemmingplays or on PSN at Hemming87. Feel free to add me. Why not? I'm going to go away now. I've been your host, Adam Flint, and I'm going to find quips on ChatGPT so I sound awesome next time. 